I've seen people going around and around in this model for sometimes up to 12 months. If you were starting again tomorrow and you wanted clients by tomorrow night, that you really just brain dump this as fast as you can. Don't leave things out because you never know what will come out of that full brain dump and exploring. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to today's episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, and joined by my co-host for today, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? I am have slightly more adjectives than, than you do today. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean to mean? Well, I was just wondering if you were like fishing around in your brain for an adjective that didn't come out. That's why everything slowed down. <laughs> you can you can always see it, can't you, on me? It's like, it's like <laughs> I wanted to say something profound, but nothing's coming to mind. <laughs> it's not. But anyway, we're here. <laughs> profound or not, we're going to have a great episode today. We're going to talk about what we would do if we had to start again. So if we didn't have our business tomorrow, if we had no list, if we had no social media profiles, no online presence, what would we do if we had to start again tomorrow because we needed to pay the rent this week? And I think that this is a really great episode. Whether you are, you know, deciding to start your business, this might give you some ideas. But I think that what's really cool about this is sometimes you can go back and you know, if things in your business aren't going so well, there's some of these principles you can actually take out and go, you know what, that's actually really simple. I could just implement that this week. Yeah, I've seen a few of these posts, you know, probably up the last 12 months. And I think a lot of people are thinking because of COVID-19 that, you know, things haven't necessarily gone the way that anyone planned. And I've seen a few of these if I had to start over. And I do recall seeing one from Grant Cardone and Frank Kern, I think if I had to start Again, great guys, you're already running 10, you know, multi seven figure businesses, if not eight or nine figure businesses, and away mm-hmm. you go, mm-hmm. you know, and you've got all these connections, but let's, let's pair it back even further. Let's go back into your, well, you didn't have a corporate career, so I can go back into my corporate career and say, what if I had to exit out of my corporate career again and, and go, oh my God, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I've lost passion mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Or... You know, if you're in one of those circumstances that you find yourself right now where you've been let go or stood down, what would I do? I think this is a conversation that we always need to be ready for. Absolutely. This episode is made possible by your podcast concierge. Editing your podcast can be time consuming. Your podcast concierge offers comprehensive and affordable podcast production and social media marketing services to help you grow your podcast and business faster. Go to yourpodcastconcierge.com and book a call via the Let's Talk button on the homepage and receive 50% off your first month when you mention Thought Leaders Business Lab. Well, let's just jump right in. I don't think there's any point faffing around this topic. I think everyone knows where we're going with this. But let's start off. How would you, like, what's the very first thing that you would do, Tim, if you had to start 
tomorrow morning? Um, yeah, interesting one. I think this is this is this area where people tend to over-engineer and overthink. Absolutely. Could not agree more. And it's a really great book that, that I read years ago called Getting Started in Consulting by Alan Weiss. Now, he's done a few extra iterations of that because I recall it saying, go and get a fax machine. <laughs> yeah, you don't need <laughs> but, to do that. And there was certainly a bit of me planning in, in Alan's book. He's suggesting put aside 12 months' worth of expenses first. Uh, mm-hmm. Not everyone's in a position to do so. Absolutely. I think the first thing that we've got to look at is an acronym I know you use in your business with your clients quite mm-hmm. a lot, Sam, it's called KEEP, right? So mm-hmm. actually getting out a bit of paper, right, a quiet space and writing down all of the things, your knowledge, your expertise, your experience. And I think possibly the most important one for me in that acronym is, is P for passions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I, lo- I want to circle back to what you just said about a lot of people overthink this. I've seen people going around and around in this model for sometimes up to 12 months. So what I would suggest if you were starting again tomorrow and you wanted clients by tomorrow night, that you really just brain dump this as fast as you can. And exactly what you also just said, don't leave things out, like even write silly things down that might seem like they're not relevant at the time because you never know what will come out of that full brain dump and, and exploring. So in your knowledge, you might write down everything that you've done since you left school, even though something you may not have done for 20 years, because you never know how you could engineer it into some current expertise that you have, have or a new experience that you've had, um, you know, overcoming some sort of life, you know, event. And yeah, I agree. Passions is definitely something that you need to pay attention to because you don't want to start creating something that you really don't want to continue in. Yeah. So, you know, it, it could be anything. If you like walking the dog, you know, write that one down. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like Sam, and have you ever been on a Zoom call with Sam, you'll see that her office is incredibly well organized and color coded. So Sam's passion is around being an office organizer. <laughs> Actually, that is definitely not true. I do like an organised <laughs> office, but I do not have a passion around it. <laughs> but, but thank you for noticing, All Tim. the blue books are together, all the white books are together, all the red spine books are together. Uh, if, they don't fit, if they don't fit the mould, they're just hidden away in a box, I'm sure, don't they, Sam? Oh, they're, they're on the one that you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like you write down anything. If you, if you enjoy cooking, if you enjoy painting, if you enjoy whatever, right, put all that stuff down, right, the things that you can do. Maybe it's carpet that you're particularly good at um, or you, you enjoy that or gardening or something, right? So write them all down and just have them as list there. Now, the second part of this, I think, is actually just discovering what the market will bear. I know, Sam, a lot of people make this mistake of picking something from their, their keep list mm-hmm. and then just going to market and saying, here, buy it. Correct. Right? Now, that's, that's good, but your network, if we're starting again, you don't have the network of people that potentially want that. Mm-hmm. I think that, that around this, it's not just not having the network, but what I want to really want people to think about is pricing because this is something that needs to be right at the forefront of your mind and not enough people really think about this at the beginning and they end up down the track and saying, oh, you know, I'll start off with, 
you know, a $47 a month thing, or I'll start off and, and sell this new course for $297. And the amount of people that you need to be able to bring into your business to be able to cover your living expenses is in the first week, it's just very unlikely to happen. So I think that as you're going through this keep principle, as you're deciding, okay, well, it's this, this, and this, what is it that you can charge a premium price for? Because if you only need to take on four clients at $2,500 a month or one client at $100,000 a month, depending on what you're doing, then that's much easier to get up and running and being able to make sure that the bills are covered and that you can breathe easily rather than trying to take on a project that's just about impossible to get off the ground. Yeah. And look, Google can help you here, right? So if you have a, a product-based business particularly, you could just do a Google search and find out what other people are selling this product for. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what that's what I would do first too, funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, I think you're, you're right though. A lot of people start you know, start with that $7 product, usually from a, a lack of confidence that I haven't done this before, so I'm mm-hmm. going to make it cheap so that people can afford it, right? Mm. But that's not necessarily the best way to go because, as you say, you won't, you won't get enough. But also uh, there is a perception as well that if, if it's cheap, it's also potentially not very good. Yep. Exactly. I have not bought products before because they've been cheap and I've thought, oh, I know that I'm just going to waste my money. Well, that that's the story that's gone on in my head. I don't know if it's really a great product or not, but, you know, I just think, well, it's, it's probably not going to answer the question that I've got. Yep. Um, and I just want to cover something that you said there. You said it so quickly, but it's just so relevant, Tim. You said that people don't charge much because they haven't done it before. But in 99% of instances, they have done it before in a corporate career or in a different capacity. They just haven't done it before in maybe their own business. Mm. So I want you to really think that you want to be teaching or consulting in things that you do have an experience or an expertise and a knowledge in. So you do, you have done it before. It's just in a different format. Yep. Yeah. And, and look, pricing is an issue. Well, that's probably a whole other episode there uh, in, in in working out what you should charge a price. But don't, don't charge you what your hourly rate is. Again, it's going to be more than your hourly rate. Absolutely. Okay. Let's look at step two. Step two is around connecting. This is where I think we need to find that market need. I would always start with connecting with people who I'd previously worked with. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I, I think people you've worked with, um, if you've been in business before, people that you've met along the way, it could even be uh, friends that you've got. I would be picking up the phone and texting or or phoning every single person that I can think of from the past to explain, hey, this is what I'm doing. What are you doing? Even just by asking, what are you up to? This is what I'm doing. Oh, that's great. I can introduce you to such and such. So it doesn't even need to be uh, a business relationship, that's definitely where I would start. But I would still continue and connect with people that I've previously known because you never, ever know where that's going to go. Yeah. I think the one you picked up there, Sam, was actually asked for an introduction. Who do mm-hmm. you know in this particular space? Now, there's, um, we've got three Ps here, I think, that we should ask those people. We're not necessarily selling our product or service to these people just yet. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to do is find a correlation between what the market needs and what areas of expertise that you've got. Right? Yes. And the three Ps are what is the problem, P, P for problem, how long has that been a problem for, so the period, 
And lastly, pay. How much would you pay to fix that problem? Now, again, if you're not selling something, it's a bit of a survey here of people in your network that you might know already. What's the problem you've got? How long has that been a problem for? And what would you pay to fix that problem? Absolutely. Okay. Now, if we've got these two lists now, all our knowledge, experience, expertise, and passions, and, you know, what's that customer's problems or our potential customer's problems, how long that been a problem for and how much would they pay to fix that, right, we can start to actually draw some parallels between the two lists now and find a sweet spot between our expertise and what what people in your current network actually want. Well, that sweet spot's got a specific word and it's opportunity. Where's the opportunity for me to be able to offer my services to fix that problem? That's right. So you'll, you'll find, and even right now, if, you're, if you think about this in your market, you know, what's, what problems your clients have? If it's a problem they haven't had for very long and it's not a very big problem, it's not a very impactful problem, they probably won't pay a lot to fix it. Mm-hmm. But if it's, a pro- if it's a big problem that they've had for a long time and it's got significant impact on their business, they'll probably pay a lot more to have that fixed. And if that Absolutely. happens to correspond with your knowledge, expertise, experience and passions, that's where your opportunity lives. Absolutely. So that, that is definitely what I would be spending all of my time right at the beginning doing is really creating and rekindling, I guess, those relationships because business is built on relationships. I think relationships are the foundation 100% of business. I think we're all in the P2P business, people to people, and people can sometimes forget that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Number three, all right, obviously we're still reaching out and connecting probably, but this is one when I first started my consulting career, I'd I'd come out of corporate and I thought, what will people want to see? What does my prospect want to see when they look at me? So we're specifically talking here about online profiles. When they they speak to us, because we'll speak to them and then most people will do a quick Google search or jump onto social media So there needs to be some online profiles set up. Now, here's where this interesting, because as you and I, this took us not very long to work out, Tim, before the episode, because you and I actually agreed on everything, which is very unusual for you and I, (laughs) which goes to show how similar starting a business is. The first thing I said was I would set up my Facebook, I'd set up my LinkedIn. I said, but I wouldn't set up a website. And you actually agreed. I did agree. I did agree. I think I went eight months in, in my current business before I even had business cards. Yeah, because right? you, you, don't, you don't need them. You just need some sort of online presence that shows who you are and what you're doing so people know that or that, you know, that they can see that you're probably not going to be a scammer. I'm sure you won't be, but, you know, that's what people are thinking. Is this person, a, a, you know, a scammer? But I think a lot of people get held up right on day one thinking that they need a website and you just do not need one right from day one. Yeah, I think in many ways, maybe 15 years ago you needed a website, right, because social media wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. Uh, but it's so easy to set up an online presence through your social media now and start connecting with the right people that you don't need to spend 3000 5000 10000 on a website. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even have a business name for eight months either. Mm. <laughs> no website, no business name for eight, the first eight months of my current business. Absolutely. We've only been through three of these points so far. 
knowing what you're going to do, setting up your relationships and putting an online profile. I've taken VIP clients through this exact process that we're going through here to get going. I had one client that within 12 hours had made $25,000 just by us going through the keep principle, by her reaching out to a couple of people asking these problem period and pay and knowing what what it was and then just solving people's problems so it's like this definitely works well this comes back to probably sort of point four in in what do you deliver Mm -hmm. and and the easiest way to start is a a single high ticket consulting product in Mm -hmm. fact this can probably take you through to a million bucks if you if you really need it Absolutely. Um, you don't need something very complex. You don't need, uh, you know, an online course delivery platform or anything like that. Just to get started again, I would absolutely go down a single consulting product, somewhere between, say, 1500 and maybe 3000 or $4,000 a month. Don't need many clients to then get to that, you know, get past that magical stuck grind period in my in my uh, in my page to be able to go. Yep, I think I've got things under control now. Absolutely, absolutely. And with that Google sheet, I would just joining two and two together from all of those people that I'd be reaching out and connecting with online or previous relationships. I would be filling that Google sheet and that Google calendar with calls. All day, every day, I would just be on calls with people until I signed up those first few clients. If I was starting again from day one, I know that that's how this would work because the more people know what you do, the easier it is for people to be to be able to say, yep, I want what you've got. Yep. Okay, speaking of tech, mm-hmm. um, we talked about Google Sheets and Google Calendar and everything else as well and you, mm-hmm. a Gmail account, right? Would you go... Would you go down one? And notice the conspicuous absence of CRM and, you know, websites and everything else. Just get a free Gmail account. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I was starting out, free Gmail account, right, and just start connecting. It comes with your Google suite of products. So you get mm-hmm. a spreadsheet and start putting names and emails and, and maybe last contact date into that spreadsheet. Absolutely. So you're going to go super lean to start with, right, just to get you up and running. Absolutely. And if you're someone that doesn't even have a laptop or a computer, you've only got your phone, just get your Gmail, just write, just write your contacts down. If we're going to be that, you know, pair it back and, and, you know, be that, I can't even think of the word raw. Um, It really isn't hard here. It really is just about getting people's names, emails, phone numbers and reaching out and connecting. Yeah. We really hit that 10,000 a month. Mark, don't we? That's that's our first goal. Uh, Absolutely. In mind, I want to get to ten thousand a month, and and I think for if you're looking at that number and going, oh my god, the ten thousand's a long way away from from where you are right now. The reason we say ten thousand is that typically at ten thousand dollars, and particularly when you're quite lean like this, I mean, we don't have other huge numbers of overheads or a virtual assistant or this, that, and the other thing. $10,000 a month is a, is a really good sort of number to aim for, which will generally cover all of your living expenses. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as we mentioned before, the deliverable would be some sort of consulting product. I think that's the easiest thing to get up and running and off the ground. And then from there, once you get your your testimonials, your case studies, you work on your methodologies, then you can start turning that into, into your online products, your programs, your mentorship programs, those kind of things. But consulting is definitely the easiest way to get up and running. Yep. Okay, so let's quickly recap through those things. 
Firstly, it's what you're going to do, right? Look at your keep principle, knowledge, expertise, experience, and passion. Connect with people and start surveying them. What's their problem? How long have they had it? And what would they pay to fix that? Match the two up together. Um, obviously, connecting with people is a great way to say, hey, you know, I can help you fix that. Just have a conversation as well. Um, create your online profiles. When these people you're connecting to look back at you, right? Your LinkedIn profile is free. Your Facebook profile is free. Your Instagram profile is free, right? Just create your profile that says, this is my area of expertise and this is what we're going to be doing. Once you sort of match those two things up, keep your tech really simple, right? Your phone and a Google spreadsheet is, is plenty. As much as we would normally say, absolutely, go and get into your own domain and all that sort of stuff. If we were starting again, we just go with a basic Gmail account, right? Mm-hmm. Start to switch it over and make some good money, right? And lastly, just focus on one product. Just focus on consulting. Is it somewhere between, say, that $1,500 and, say, $4,000 a month um, consulting, right? But again, if you're matching that up to how big is the problem for your client, you'll probably find that that's an easy one for them to, to go, yep, I'll pay that for that. That's Absolutely. Of- Absolutely. I have done this this exact system once in my life where I needed to get something off and running very quickly. I left out the passion piece in the key, but got the knowledge, expertise and experience. But by telling people, hey, this, this is the expertise that I have, I actually landed a consulting gig that kept me afloat for quite a few months by just one consulting client. So, I know that this works and this is definitely the way that I would do it again if I had to. Same. Same for me. Brilliant. Um, Would love to hear your takeaways from this episode, what dropped in for you, even if you're not starting again. Maybe just the simplicity of what we're talking about has given you some ideas of what you can implement in your business. If you know someone that may be in a situation where they maybe need to get their business up and running very quickly, would love you to share this episode with them. And while you are there, if you can follow or subscribe Thought Leaders Business Lab to be notified next time an episode drops. Tim, it's been great to hang out with you here today. And you said, you too. Thank you. And thanks so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. We will catch you on the flip side. Ciao. It's been great to share another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast with you. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes, the links from today's sponsors, and to download your detailed episode companion for the extensive notes and value bombs we shared today. And if you're looking to connect with other experts and changemakers just like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at samanthariley.global forward slash podcast.